It's really no wonder, after experiencing my ex's bullshit in my brain for the past three years, that people are generally cranky and unwell. If he's just one psychopath out of billions, then this is absolutely what's wrong with this planet. I know I've had misbehaviors in my past that I'm not proud of. Negative vibrations that make me see the world as less than wonderful. Negative vibrations that I spread around to make others miserable. Misery loves company, after all. Or is it likes company? Bah, who cares? You get the gist. I have to ask you. All of you that harbor some sort of shard of pain in your hearts. Aren't you tired yet? Aren't you tired of devoting all your energy to a being that isn't worth your time? Aren't you tired of giving up living your own life in order to telepathically destroy someone else's? Mr. Carter is still running around like a chicken with his head cut off, screaming and crying in agony, intermittently desiring to kill me and shaming me enough to make me want to suicide. The homicidal desire started just a few weeks ago. I am unsure what he does to create my suicidal desire, but I know he's the one doing it. How do I know? How do you know? Well, that's simple. 1. I don't talk to anyone. Just you, Internet Kingdom. So unless you're hating on me for what I'm writing, it leaves just one person. 2. I am in good standing, or good enough standing, with the rest of my contacts. They miss me with a bit of a smile, if you can get my meaning. It's like they have fond memories of me. I love you Brandy and Julie and Sheila. 3. My brothers have to be over anything they'd want to shame me for, don't you think? They grew up with me and were all several decades into our lives. They have children and wives. I cannot imagine them devoting much time to me. 4. Other random people I know show up with a face or form. That includes Josh, the gas company guy, some dude on LinkedIn, and so on. It's not really their face. But it's enough that I recognize them in my typical face blindness way. 5. There is only one other guy who might be upset with me. And I have all rights to be upset with him, a man I proposed to who ghosted me. People who ghost other people don't really give a shit about them, do they? Unless there is a being on this planet I am unaware of causing this problem, it's got to be my ex. He uses his name constantly, he abuses me just like my ex did, thanks for the therapy, bro, he constantly daydreams about sex and my ex is definitely a sex addict, and so on. There was this deli man back in September 2021 that I was making regular eye contact with, as well. I was in a demolished state, reduced to my core self, which is a shy girl full of all the feelings and art. Ben was very strong then, he kept cooing about that guy's shoulders and how handsome he was and all kinds of things, trying to get me to act like the sex addict he actually is. I talked to that guy, it wasn't that guy, spoiler alert, for months until Ben imagined him having sex with another girl in my head. This is what Ben did to me. This is what fornicators look like. This is what a rapist looks like. I told him I didn't want that information. I told him it didn't interest me. I told him it hurt me. I told him he was hurting me. He kept doing it, keeping me on the hook, dangling, while he trolled the internet for new pussy to fuck. He told me whatever I wanted to hear, or so he thought, to keep me from leaving. Little did he know I have Stockholm Syndrome, or perhaps had, and I couldn't leave even though I wanted to. So now he thinks his atrocious misbehaviors are acceptable in a real relationship. Now I imagine him running around to any pair of ears, resuming bitching and ranting about me, trying to figure out why he's in pain. I broke his heart. I knew I was going to break his heart before I even left. I even cried about it. Before I broke it. 
That's right. I made that asshole hold me while I cried about breaking his heart. I make them all do this, truly, as I divorce myself from them and walk away. I can't even imagine it's that much of a surprise to any of them, but damn do they act blindsided. I tell them what's wrong but they don't listen to me. I don't frame it in ultimatums, I don't tell them to do this or else, most of the time, I did try it to see if it worked. It doesn't, I don't tell them how to improve themselves, only what is wrong. Because it's their responsibility to grow how they see fit and it is my responsibility to let go the very moment I cannot accept the person they have become or have decided to stay. I can only control myself. I know that. There is no point in trying to control another human being. They are like cats, they have personalities that are hidden until you use the powers of observation and gentle experimentation to learn who they are. Do you think my cats developed habits and rituals with me overnight? Nor do human beings, if you really think about it. It takes time in co-op mode. But, you see, men don't like to cooperate. The ones I've dated like to decide they are superior to women and know better. They know what's right for the woman without even asking the woman or having a conference about important stuff with the woman. Why isn't the woman your equal, bro? I'm so sick of this world. I am equal. I might not be able to piss up a wall, but that's not something to boast about anyway. So what? You eliminate your liquid waste differently. It's a clinical difference from test subject A and test subject B. Yes, your physical form can be stronger, but I am or was stronger than at least a dozen men I've met. I could lift a 150-pound plasma television by myself before my back really went sideways on me. Literally. We're talking a piece of electronic mastery that breaks easily, too, if you truly think about it, which means I moved it with finesse since I moved it around my house five times. I also eat two pounds of meat a day, so that's probably it. I was never told to eat like a woman and I never want to, either. I love food and I love spending the energy food gives me. Given that we've overpopulated planet Earth, I imagine that I should stop that nonsense until at least three billion of you die. I was promised there would be tons of death and famine, but that could simply be Benjamin Andrew Carter deciding the fate of the human species for us. He thinks he's the Messiah, you know. Or he did until I burst his bubble about his delusion of grandeur. Maybe that's the real reason he's mad at me. Yeah, I don't care. Try to come and kill me, you shit stain. I've been fighting you for three and a half fucking years in my head. I'm gonna call the police while I load my semi-automatic rifle and tell them exactly what I'm doing the moment I see you. That ought to get them over in a jiffy, don't you think? In fact, I'm going to be asking them what the safety looks like. I imagine this might be the most stressful 911 call for an operator in a while. Or, conversely, the least stressful. It's a stand-your-ground state, so I know that you will be part of the Pink Mist Society and I will be fine. It's a funny thing, Growing up in a military household, even if you never shoot a gun you learn all the practical components behind doing so. I remember my father instructing me quite well, and I've already thought this through, I want you near my kitchen window so I can shoot down at the ground. This is the best way to avoid hurting any other human being. After all, I have but one target, the psycho trying to kill me in my head. I'd much rather take you to court and do this the civil way, by the way, Mr. Carter, but I don't think you'll stand for that. I bet now that I'm skinny by your estimation, you think you can kidnap me easily by lifting my 150-pound frame into your vehicle, unconscious, and then you can do whatever you want to me. I hope you've been weight training because I weigh 215 pounds now. 
God said he would protect me and now I understand why the scale keeps creeping up. Much to my chagrin. Most of my clothes refuse to fit, so I'm on a minor campaign to lose about 10 pounds, but seeing that it's likely that I could put on muscle instead, maybe there will be no loss at all. It's funny how muscle weighs more than fat, isn't it? And that's why I don't get women and their scale habits. Put on muscle. Focus on your silhouette, not the scale. Be strong. Kick ass. Chew bubble gum. You can do it. As long as my clothes fit, I don't really give a fuck what I weigh. I did go from a medium, the smallest I've ever been to my knowledge, having started gaining weight in the second grade, to an extra large again. But also those words are next to meaningless as XL tends to mean anything from size 18 to 24 depending on the brand. Women, let me tell you something, that size is your waist, in inches, minus 20. It's a figment of your imagination, honestly. You can easily buy men's clothes if you just add a 20 to your size. I encourage you to do so because the jeans last longer. Unless it's Torrid, yo. Or Ryder. From anywhere but Walmart. I found out they only single-stitched their jeans for Walmart but they double-stitched them everywhere else. You get what you pay for, I guess. Yes, I know. This is all over the place. Scattershot is what I call it, which is what's going to happen with a semi-automatic spray of bullets through my kitchen window at the raging face of a lunatic on my side lawn. Me, the girl who cries over killing ants in her kitchen. Somehow I'm going to pull this off. Well, I will, if it's a matter of my life versus his. Let me describe how a fornicator works and you will be disgusted if you're not one. You might be ashamed if you are a sex addict. Let's call it therapy. It's most likely a man that's a fornicator in general. This is not because men and women are vastly different on the inside, in their brain. Women can be sex-addicted fornicators, but typically speaking, they are present and in the moment with their sexual partners and even if it's unfeeling sex, you should know that orgasms release oxytocin, which is also sometimes called the love hormone. It stimulates happiness inside the human brain. A woman who is happy with her sexual partner is more likely to stay, even if she ends up being raped to get there. The human body can be coaxed and or forced to orgasm without the brain being along for the ride, which is rape, of course. Just stick with me, we have to poke holes in the film of mystery and the not pointing fingers. I'm going to let you point the finger at yourselves as needed. I rely on the conscience doing all the work, which doesn't work out when one is a psychopath without one. So why is a man more likely to be a fornicator? Good question. A woman being penetrated, or even a man being penetrated, is being violated in a way. Even if it's consensual sex, there's just too much feeling going on, especially if her partner is a skilled lover. If you are with her in the moment, if you are paying attention to all the little noises, if you are consistent and persistent, she will get there. Women are more work than men because their brains aren't in a mindset to fuck perpetually. We gotta get shit done, bro. Men, on the other hand, see things like beige leggings and go, WTF, is she naked? They're scanning and seeing the gist of the situation because they're the hunters. They are the protective half that defends the weaker sex from harmful predators and situations. It's like skim reading in reality. They're looking at the general idea, so anything, especially for white boys like Ben, that looks like skin, white, beige, tan, makes them think they saw nudity and scan back to look. Then you couple in the fact that women like to wear skin tight everything these days and suddenly she is nearly naked, so he might as well finish the job and imagine a pubic mound and. There we have it, folks. 
You have met the fornicator. Men who perpetually daydream women naked. And we help them do it. Black is a good color to avoid this shit, by the way, but skin tight without panty lines goes a long way, too. Then you add in our propensity to expose the midriff, to bear our arms, to wear plunging necklines. These assholes start getting off on the fact that all they have to do is reach out and grope you and they are there. They're halfway to raping you. Do you think these men bother to spend time on the idea of foreplay when you're hanging out for them just like that? I don't. Stop it, Sansara. You ruined my favorite outfit. It's your favorite because of the sexual telepathic feedback in the back of your mind, Ninny. Do you want to be a whore or do you want to be woman? Since when does a man or woman have to show their wares to strangers to feel like a fucking man or woman? Women, isn't it enough for you to shave your legs and enjoy the feeling of your trousers brushing against your own smooth skin? Isn't it enough for you to enjoy yourself without sharing it with every Tom, Dick, and Harry? I can't solve stupid, sadly. I gave you my logical argument to just wear clothes that feel good instead of looking good. Save looking good for the bedroom when you're going to be intimate with your husband, or have you decided you want to be lonely for eternity by endlessly fucking people for a few months or years at a time until you find some mythical perfect being? Marriage and the promises thereof are about committing to companionship and partnership. That means, when the going gets tough, you toughen up and get going. With them. You don't just fucking dump them and run away into the sunset with your imaginary Brad Pitt perfection or whomever you look at on the silver screen to fan yourself and have the hots for. That guy is never going to see you in person and even if he does, what are the chances he wants you, plain Jane non-superstar woman? That works in reverse, dudes. What makes you think that epic bouncy bits mega star Angelina Jolie wants to fuck you? She's had Brad Pitt, how can you even compare? She can have whoever she wants and you know it, so how on earth could you get that girl without being in her circles? You can't. Nobody dates their number one fan, even though they ought to. Not even the deli man.